Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and blessed be his kingdom now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, 
who declarest thy almighty power chiefly in showing mercy and pity. Mercifully grant unto us such a measure of thy grace that we, running to obtain thy promises, may be made partakers of thy heavenly treasure. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from Amos. Woe to those who are at ease in Zion, and to those who feel secure on the mountain of Samaria. Woe to those who lie upon beds of ivory and stretch themselves upon their couches, and eat lambs from the flock and calves from the midst of the stall who sing idle songs to the sound of the harp, and like David invent for themselves instruments of music, who drink wine in bowls and anoint themselves with the finest oils, but are not grieved over the ruin of Joseph. Therefore they shall now be the first of those to go into exile, and the revelry of those who stretch themselves shall pass away. The word of the Lord.
reading from 1 Timothy. There is great gain in godliness with contentment. For we brought nothing into the world, and we cannot take anything out of the world. But if we have food and clothing, with these we shall be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and hurtful desires that plunge men into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced their heart with many pains. But as for you, man of God, shun all this. Aim at righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. In the presence of God who gives life to all things, and of Christ Jesus who in his testimony before Pontius Pilate made the good confession, I charge you to keep the commandment unstained and free from reproach, reproach until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. And this will be made manifest at the proper time by the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, who alone has immortality and dwells in unapproachable light, with whom no man has ever seen or can see. To him be honor and eternal dominion. Amen. As for the rich in this world, charge them not to be haughty, nor to set their hopes on uncertain riches, but on God who richly furnishes us with everything to enjoy. They are to do good, to be rich in good deeds, liberal and generous, thus laying up for themselves a good foundation for the future, so that they may take hold of the life, which indeed, which is life indeed, the word of the Lord. Be with you. The Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, according to St. Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said, There was a rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen, and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus, full of sores, who desired to be fed with what fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. The poor man died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. 
And in Hades, being in torment, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he called out, Father Abraham, have mercy upon me and send Lazarus to dip the end of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in anguish in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that you in your lifetime received your good things, and Lazarus in like manner evil things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in anguish. And besides all this, between us and you a great chasm has been fixed in order that those who would pass from here to you may not be able, and none may cross from there to us. And he said, Then I beg you, Father, to send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he may warn them, lest they also come into this place of torment. But Abraham said, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He said to him, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced if someone should rise from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Grant, O Lord, that thy word only may be spoken and thy word only may be received. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Throughout the course of any given liturgical years, beloved in the Lord, we will see, be given visions of the spiritual realm. Now this is mostly through St. John's Revelation, the book of Isaiah, and the book of Daniel. And in those visions, there are a lot of times countless throngs of angels and myriad saints standing before God and before the Lamb, and they always sing, holy, holy, holy. But in today's gospel, we get a slightly different view of the spiritual realm. A view that is, for some, perhaps hard to fathom. A vision that some might struggle with. For in the vision of the spiritual realm, in the Gospel of Luke this morning, the gulf between heaven and hell is visible and without crossing. And what is perhaps more troubling within this vision, the saved and those who are not saved communicate with one another. So those in the bosom of Abraham are fully cognizant of why they are in the bosom of Abraham in heaven. And those in perdition are also made fully aware of why they are not. And they can do nothing about it. Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things and Lazarus in a like manner evil things. But now he is comforted and you are in anguish. The rich man, it's important to note, is not in torment 
for the fact he was wealthy, nor is Lazarus in heaven because he was poor and needy. Rather, the rich man, in his denial of the needs of Lazarus, is punished for his apathy, for his failure to care for the needy man as the Old Testament and the teachings of Jesus dictate as mandatory. The poor man, Lazarus, is seen as pious because he does not grumble, he doesn't complain, he doesn't become bitter or place blame, he does not become a victim. He simply keeps up day after day after day, doing the best he can with what he has, all the while the dogs licking his sores. Now, the traditions of the church have given the rich man who Jesus does not name the name Dives from the Latin word wealth. Dives can see up to paradise, can see and recognize Lazarus the beggar. Dives is able to communicate with those in paradise and to beg for mercy. Now, this is a total and complete reversal of their conditions on this earth. Dives, even from Hades, sees himself as better, superior to Lazarus, and sees poor Lazarus as a servant or a slave, and he only speaks to Abraham. Dives begs Father Abraham to send poor Lazarus on an errand. Father Abraham, have mercy upon me and send Lazarus to dip the end of his finger in water and to cool my tongue. Now this gives us insight into the life after death. It's an insight that is kind of scary for the modern mind. The life after death is like this. There is no magic. We do not magically become different people than we are right now. We do not automatically lose our bad habits. Our distortions are not magically washed away. That is to say, if we are evil in this world, we are evil in the next. What we do today on this earth every day matters. What we do on this earth every day forms who we are now and forms who we are in the world to come. And who we are does not magically change just because we die. So we stand before God with this lifetime's events, with this lifetime's encounters, with this lifetime's formation, with this lifetime's relationships. There's another interesting and troubling truth in the Gospel of St. Luke this morning. That is this, that the poor can be saved by grace alone. They have nothing else to offer. Only they accept and that they participate in the promises and resurrection of Jesus. All Lazarus could do was lie at a gate and beg for food. If you look very carefully at the original text, it's worse than that. Lazarus was placed at the gate. He couldn't move on his own. He was placed there and no one ever moved him. He was worthless to society. He could not contribute to the greater good in any way. In the eyes of the world, he was garbage, was worthless, was inhuman. But in God's eyes, a treasure. But for you and I, for people of means, this is not so. Wealth and prosperity bring with it a higher and noble calling. We can and must do more than sit at a gate and beg. We are responsible for the blessings of our life. Now, the first part of this higher calling is realizing that wealth in and of itself is not salvation. I'll say that again. 
because commercials on television tell a different story. Wealth in and of itself is not salvation. Now that's a tremendously difficult concept to grasp. Wealth has a terrible and dread power to blind us to the true nature of our world, to our true relationship with God, to metaphysics, to the relationship between God, man, and the world. Now to put that in plain English, wealth can cause us not to see that we are in need of God's mercy and God's love, God's salvation. Wealth can blind us to the fact that we are in need of Jesus. Wealth can cause us to pretend that we have no need of the sacrifice Jesus made for us. Wealth and means have the strange and very damaging power to cause us to see ourselves as already being saved, being secure, having health. We drive nice cars, we have nice and comfortable homes, all the clothing we could want or desire. We travel where we wish. We have salvation. Through wealth, we can deceive ourselves into thinking we have everything our hearts could ever desire and are saved. We are the people on the television commercial. We have obtained the blessings of this world. So then, if we tell a wealthy person he needs Jesus to be saved, there's a real and very present danger this does not register, will not be received or believed in a tangible way. For the Christian to tell a person who has everything that they have nothing and are in desperate need, it's laughable to some. To send Moses and the prophets to show them Jesus risen from the dead does no good to someone who has been blinded by the heaven they have constructed for themselves. It's the same back then in Jesus' time as it is now. The words are just as true now as then And the dogs still lick the sores of the beggars at the gates. Now Jesus does not condemn outright each and every person of wealth merely for the fact that they're wealthy. Please note that he does not. Jesus condemns those who are wealthy and who are blind. For their blindness to those who are poor and needy. To those who have the dogs lick their sores and stand at the gate and beg for mercy. What we read this morning, brothers and sisters, in our Lord Jesus Christ is a tragedy. Think for a moment of Lazarus. How much better would his life have been if Dives would have given him the scraps on his table, would have cared for him? If he would have given even an ounce of himself, Lazarus' life would have not been filled with evil. But that's not the most tragic point in this morning's gospel, is it? When I look at Dives and his fate, my soul fills with fear and my heart breaks. Dives refused to see during his life and is now in torment. Because during his lifetime, Dives didn't realize what gifts he had been given and what a difference he could have made. Instead of seeing all his prosperity, the wealth and blessings he had been given as a gift of God to be given away and to be shared. Because Dives saw his empire as the end all and be all of his life as his salvation. He missed out on many blessings. He missed out on life as God intended it. It is a rich blessing to give of yourself to others. The richest blessing. 
It is a rich blessing to give to the poor and to the needy. And in giving and in giving freely, liberally, those who do so are blessed in giving more than those who receive. So poor Dives, even though he had everything, an empire, he missed out on life and never really lived. Never really and truly had anything at all. If we look at Dives' life eternally, he had nothing. It was really and truly Dives who was poor all the time. It was Dives who was infested with sores and with wounds. What if he had shared with Lazarus? What if he had given to ease his pain and suffering? Lazarus, on the other hand, though he was poor and needy, though his life was filled with evil things, lived a true and a real life. Poor Dives had no life of consequence at all. His refusal to see caused his spiritual death long before he died. And Lazarus lived on. Now, you and I, brothers and sisters, have a duty, a mission to help the Dives of this world open their eyes and see the blessings in giving of themselves. Of knowing that in giving, they are given life and given it in abundance. In giving, there is salvation. And I'll say that again. In giving, there is salvation. For those of us who are not in need, for those of us who do not have the faith of Lazarus, there is a great danger of becoming blind to the need of grace, mercy, love, forgiveness, salvation that is found only in Christ Jesus. There is the obligation of, to give of ourselves to the benefit of others. There is the blessings that are to be had in living fully and giving liberally. So as we leave here this morning, remember this. The most tragic, tragic part of this story is not Lazarus who lived a life filled with evil things. The real tragedy in the story is Dives who had so much to offer and so great a potential to live a full, a rich, a noble life. And who refused to see beyond himself and therefore had no life at all. Not on the earth and not after he died. So let us pray this morning, beloved in the Lord Jesus Christ, that we not be blind to the holy things of this world. Let us pray that we learn to give of ourselves liberally to give to the poor and to the needy, to share what we have and to truly live life. And at the end of our days, let us pray that we may rest in the bosom of Abraham and in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ. And let us take the heart, the words of the Apostle Paul in 1 Timothy this morning, that we not become blind like divers. As for the rich in this world, charge them not to be haughty, nor to set their hopes on uncertain riches, but on God, who richly furnishes us with everything to enjoy. They are to do good, to be rich in good deeds, liberal and generous, thus laying up for themselves a good foundation for the future, so that they may take hold of the life which is life indeed. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
Standing, let us affirm our faith in God and in His Holy Church. We believe in one God, the Father. With all our heart and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord, saying, Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above, for the loving kindness of God, and for the salvation of our souls, let us pray to the Lord. Lord for the peace of the world, for the welfare of the Holy Church of God, and for the unity of all peoples, let us pray to the Lord. For our bishop and for all the clergy and people, let us pray to the Lord. For our president, for the leaders of the nations, and for all in authority, let us pray to the Lord. For this city, for every city and community, and for those who live in them, let us pray to the Lord. For seasonable weather and for an abundance of the fruits of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. For the good earth which God has given us, and for the wisdom and will to conserve it, let us pray to the Lord. Lord For those who travel on land, on water, or in the air, let us pray to the Lord. Lord for the aged and infirm, for the widowed and orphans, and for the sick and suffering, especially Norman Alston, Kay Anderson, 
Gina Benigno, Mike Blanton, Suzanne Boyd, Beth Boykin, Diane Bueller, Lucas Araldo, Dolores Clark, Beth Cleaver, Susie Dearman, Braxton Dickerson, Jody Miles Dickerson, Mary Dickus Dickerson, Judith Hike, Aaron Hill, Emily Lauren Ishi, Clementa Ivanel, Leroy Jensen, Tim Killen, Callum Lambert, Mary Lou Lott, Kirk Lush, Mary Mansfield, Patrick McAllister, Randolph McLaughlin, Jean Miller, Michael Mitchell, Mike Myrick, Kyle Pearson, Carol Prevost, Nita McRae, Joy Roberts, Diane Scott, Doyle Scott, Jennifer Scully, Steve Shepard, Will Sherrill and family, Tony Stiles, Ray Stringer, Henry Temple, Carrie Valentine, Rama Walters, Nettie and Gary West, Donna and Milton Wheeler, and Candy Whitener. For your handmaids with child, especially Jane Blake and Mary Ellen Stansel, and for the birth of Zoe Marie Tosh. For those celebrating birthdays this week, especially Elaine Etheridge, Amelia Gard, Jean Holyfield, Leslie Howard, Warren Holliday, Bonnie Jones, Rand McLaughlin, John Millen, Stephanie Sims, and Sarah Wells. For those celebrating anniversaries this week, especially Becky and George Jackson. For the protection of the men and women of our armed forces at home and abroad, especially John Asbell, Louisa Balthazar, John Brewer, Michael Buechler, Mark Carter, Will Chancellor, Melissa Kleckler, Stan Harris, Jay Holloway, Scott Powell, Eric Dramillo, Walton Lucky, Calvin Powell, Harold Russell, Joe Vinson, James Warner, Mark Waters, and Wyatt Welch. Let us pray to the Lord. For the poor and the oppressed, for the unemployed and the destitute, for prisoners and captives, and for all who remember and care for them, let us pray to the Lord. For all who have died in the hope of the resurrection, and for all the departed, especially Fred Holmes, let us pray to the Lord. For deliverance from all danger, violence, oppression, and degradation, let us pray to the Lord. For the absolution and remission of our sins and offenses, let us pray to the Lord. That we may end our lives in faith and hope, without suffering and without reproach, let us pray to the Lord. Defend us, deliver us, and in thy compassion protect us, O Lord, by thy grace. In the communion of the ever-blessed Virgin Mary, St. John, our patron, and of all the saints, let us commend ourselves and one another and all our life to Christ our God. 
Equip us, O God, for the spiritual conflict with thine own armor, with the shield of faith, the sword of the Spirit, the helmet of salvation, the girdle of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, that we may be able to stand in the evil day. And grant that, having our feet shod with the gospel of peace, we may be able to maintain our ground unflinching to the end through the might of Jesus Christ, the captain of our salvation. Amen. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you, and also with you. Good morning, everyone. Um, everybody's having a, good, having a good time talking to everybody this morning. Uh, you may be seated. Uh, a few things coming up uh, this week that are exciting. Uh, continuing today at 6 p.m., we'll, our EYC will meet, and we're fed for tonight, but we have plenty of spaces available uh, in the future. So if, you would, if you're interested, you may sign up in the sacristy hallway. Uh, then at 6.30 p.m. At the, at the home of Randy Jackson here on 6th Avenue, our four-year group will have its kickoff dinner. So if you've signed up for four-year group or are interested in uh, four-year group, you're encouraged and welcome to attend that. So tonight at 6.30 at the house of home of Randy Jackson. Uh, then uh, tomorrow, I'm very pleased to announce uh, that the ECW, that's Episcopal Church Women, will have their fall kickoff luncheon and meeting. So that's at 12 o'clock tomorrow. Uh, all the ladies of the parish or all ladies who are interested may attend that. Uh, then on Wednesday, uh, we have a special treat. Wednesday, we'll have the official celebration of St. Michael and all angels. Uh, so the Eucharist begins at 5.30. Then we'll have a potluck parish dinner uh, at 6.15. And there's on the inside back cover of, of the bulletin, uh, there's an alphabetical uh, order, which uh, 
depending on what letter your last name starts with, uh, sort of gives you uh, a guide as, as to what to bring to that. So uh, that is going on. I also point your attention to the wine tasting that is uh, fast upon us. You may purchase tickets through a vestryman or through the parish office or on the internet. So that's uh, coming up and we're very excited about that. It's uh, making a lot of headway and a lot of good things are happening. Uh, the Honduras Medical Mission, we've received our first uh, great supply of, of, of drugs and things. So we'll be uh, having what are affectionately called pill-packing parties uh, coming up very soon. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, and I think uh, that, is, that is all that is, that is really pressing. Um, and so uh, to all who may be visitors today, welcome. I was glad to have you here with us. Uh, ascribe unto the Lord the honor to his name, bring offerings and come into his courts.
All things come of thee, O Lord, and of thine own have we given thee. The holy sacrifice of this Eucharist is offered to the greater glory of God and thanksgiving for his many, many blessings upon our lives. Giving thanks, especially this day, for his many blessings. May we always recognize that all things come of God. And may we do our best to be liberal and generous. May we do our best to help with the needs of this world. We offer special intentions this day for those Christian communities who are persecuted throughout this world, especially those in Pakistan and in Syria and in Egypt, Nigeria and Sudan. And for the children, those who are unwanted and unloved, abused and neglected, may we do our best to be lights of Christ in this dark and broken world. And may the souls of all the faithfully departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. We acclaim you, Holy Lord, glorious in power. Your mighty works reveal your wisdom and love. You formed us in your own image, giving the whole world into our care, so that in obedience to you, our Creator, we might rule and serve all your creatures. 
when our disobedience took us far from you, you did not abandon us to the power of death. In your mercy you came to our help, so that in seeking you we might find you. Again and again you called us into covenant with you, and through the prophets you taught us to hope for salvation. Father, you love the world so much that in the fullness of time you sent your only Son to be our Savior, incarnate by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. He lived as one of us, yet without sin. To the poor he proclaimed the good news of salvation, to prisoners, freedom, to the sorrowful, joy. To fulfill your purpose, he gave himself up to death, and rising from the grave, destroyed death and made the whole creation new. And that we might live no longer for ourselves, but for him who died and rose for us, he sent the Holy Spirit, his own first gift for those who believe, to complete his work in the world, and to bring to fulfillment the sanctification of all. When the hour had come for him to be glorified by you, his heavenly Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. At supper with them, he took bread, and when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Father, we now celebrate this memorial of our redemption, recalling Christ's death and his descent among the dead, proclaiming his resurrection and ascension to your right hand, awaiting his coming in glory, and offering to you from the gifts you have given us this bread and this cup. We praise you and we bless you. We praise you, we bless you, we give thanks to you, and we pray to you, Lord our God. Lord, we pray that in your goodness and mercy, your Holy Spirit may descend upon us and upon these gifts, sanctifying them and showing them to be holy gifts for your holy people, the bread of life and the cup of salvation, the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Grant that all who share this bread and cup may become one body and one spirit, a living sacrifice in Christ to the praise of your name. Remember, Lord, your one holy Catholic and apostolic church redeemed by the blood of your Christ. Reveal its unity, guard its faith, and preserve it in peace. Remember Duncan and all who minister in your church. Remember all your people and those who seek your truth. Remember all who have died in the peace of Christ and those whose faith is known to you alone. Bring them into the place of eternal joy and light. And grant that we may find our inheritance with the ever-blessed Virgin Mary, with patriarchs, prophets, apostles, and martyrs, with St. Michael, with St. John, our patron, and all the saints who have found favor with you in ages past. 
we praise you in union with them and give you glory through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Through Christ and with Christ and in Christ, all glory and honor are yours, Almighty God and Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, forever and ever. Amen. And now that our Savior Christ hath called us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, 
Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and for assuring us in these holy mysteries that we are living members of the body of your Son and heirs of your eternal kingdom. And now, Father, send us out to do the work you have given us to do, to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. God, the Holy Trinity, make you strong in faith and love, defend you on every side, and guide you in truth and peace. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost be upon you this day and remain with you always. Amen.